Hello and welcome to the Vertical Viewing Podcast from Vancouver, British Columbia. This is episode number 99. What? And my name is Scott. My name is Michael. Nice. 99. Isn't that crazy? So close to 100. What do we do? Uh, Something, right? Pizza party? Think cake and pizza? I'm down. On today's episode, we're going to catch up on some film news before our featured review of Assassin's Creed. As Creed. Uh... Doing leap of faith on this one, aren't we? Leap of faith. <laughs> uh, from director Justin Kurzel. I had high hopes for this one, not because it's a video game movie, not because it's Assassin's Creed, but because I thought Macbeth was... Which I still haven't seen. Yeah. One of the best movies of last year, actually. Um, Michael Fassbender and Marion Cotillard. Pretty good, right? Yep. Pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they they and Justin Curzel, they made a Macbeth adaptation last year that I thought was pretty badass. Um the trailer looked amazing. Pretty so. like impressionistic and stuff. Check it out. Macbeth is sweet. I don't know what you think about that. But um a lot of expectations going into Assassin's Creed. Well, you oh, people can go back and listen to our podcast mm. where we brought it up and you were like, man, this might be the one that does it for <sighs> Everyone video Everyone thought movies. that. It looked like it could. And critics are just bringing this movie behind the woodshed. Beating the crap out well, of it. Well, no, I think they're just putting it out of its misery at this point, right? Which is a yeah, big shame. It's yeah, a that's shame. Fair. I don't think it deserves that. No, no. You can subscribe to all of our episodes on iTunes or through the podcast software of your choice. Uh, you can also visit our website. It is verticalviewing.com. You know, what can you do there? It's a donate button. There is a donate button. Yeah. It's shiny. It is. It is shiny. It's a PayPal donate button. We appreciate uh, anything the listeners can do. A couple bucks. A couple cents. There. Anything is great. We we love it all. Mm-hmm. It helps us keep the lights on, offset the cost of seeing movies, putting on a show, you know. Staking that section of the internet oh you put a little st- little flag you, you put a little flag in it no i think yeah. you slice off a piece of that internet pie well, and I put a flag in the pie jam it in their ear holes i've claimed this piece of pie that hurts uh but before i forget though while you go backing up right itunes oh yes five star review well oh, four we will we'll settle for four when you um, when you check out vertical viewing on itunes you can if you have five minutes or even less uh a five-star review. Totally appreciated. And then your favorite waffle recipe? Ooh, yeah. Waffle batter. Hmm. That's... Eggos don't count. So... Speaking of Eggos, I uh, I saw somebody the other day eating a chocolate waffle with a fried egg on it. Mmm. And that sounds very interesting. Oh, uh, there's so many things you can do with waffles. Savory, sweet. Oh, man. Yeah, it was nuts. Chicken waffles. Oh, fried chicken waffles. Do it. Butter it up. Like yeah. butter and syrup mixed together, oozing into a waffle. Now, I really want waffles. Okay. Send, us your, send us your waffle recipes. You're, you're going to iTunes immediately, aren't you? That's what you're doing. Five-star review. Yep. I'm going right now to check it's them out. It's your repository for just random recipes. Um, Believe it or not. The Vertical Viewing Cookbook. Yeah, who knew? You can send your thoughts and recommendations to our email address. It is verticalviewing at gmail.com. You can also check out our Twitter. It's at Vertical Viewing. Our Instagram starting to get bumping. There's stuff happening. Also at Vertical Viewing. Almost as many followers as The Rock, about right, you know, kind of right about now. Like A Rock or The Rock? A, a Rock. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can, you can go to Vertical Viewing on Twitter, on Instagram, all the places that it matters, Napster included. Mm. Yeah, LimeWire. 
No, fuck LimeWire. Oh, you know come on, up. man. It's coming back. No, no, it's no, no. coming back. Um, so, yeah, like before we get into the show here, there's a couple things we can maybe touch on news-wise. You know, because we're just doing the review. There's nothing we've been watching. We were just here. We are just annoying everybody. It is a short show today. So, uh, news-related items include the Blade Runner 2049 trailer. That looks smooth. It really does look smooth. <laughs> Uh, it dropped on Monday, right as we were publishing the show, so we didn't have a chance to talk about this one. Very minimalist, but uh, well done. Some people didn't like it. Well, you know, as far as a trailer goes, it's uh, if you're looking at, oh, what is this movie about, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, it's not very good for that. But this trailer is a trailer that's made for anyone who's a fan of Blade Runner. And if fans of Blade Runner know that it's more about mood and tone and just the sort of general vibe I mean, Blade Runner is a, one of the most stylish movies ever. And so this trailer, does, it's, 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 it's kind of, for me, it's for Blade Runner fans only. It is. It if, really is. If, if, if you're not into Blade Runner, these just look like some interesting images to you. But if you're a Blade Runner fan, like I am, who's borderline obsessed, <laughs> this thing had me frothing at the mouth. I, I, I could feel my... The heart, I guess the heart palpitations. Like yep. it was getting intense in there, especially with the very last shot of the trailer, which is Ryan Gosling sort of wandering through a blue neon cityscape. Mm-hmm. That swear to God, if you take any of the biggest Blade Runner fans in the world and just throw that screenshot at them and say, "Is is this like a deleted scene from the original production, or is this from the new movie?" And I, I don't think you can tell. Like they, they're really doing this, man. Well, Denis Villeneuve, that guy. But you see the the visuals here, and you hear some of that Vangelis score coming in. Those weird drops oh, in yeah. tone that go like, like it's it's got the same vibe as Blade Runner. It's pitch perfect, really. And and it worries me a tiny bit. Are we getting a Force Awakens situation here? Is this you know is this is this sort of going to be like a beat for beat remake that almost touches every oh we got to make sure there's a scene of him hanging off a building and then there's got to be a scene where there's a you know a strip club and there's got to be a scene with a crashing through the glass like is are we gonna get mm, i think a very fan servicey movie i think there'll be a couple bits of fan service honestly like i am 100 percent on board the denis villeneuve train that's all you need to know right and I have faith that he will do this justice with a few n- tasteful nods, I'm sure, but it's not going to be an overload of fan service. He's not going to force awakens it. No, and people are worried that that's the case. And no. I, I don't think these all these people are very aware of the pitfalls of this movie. All the nerd fans online who want to bring up, they push the glasses up. Excuse me, um, the Nexus Six robots had a four year lifespan, therefore it is impossible uh, for Harrison Ford to be in this movie. Uh, fail, fail. I don't... As if the directors and writers have not considered this. Um, yeah, well... There's multiple endings to the original Blade Runner, which makes it even more complicated. Hasn't really Scott even said that there are other forms of, say, replicants that can live longer? That's my idea. Um, also... The jury's out on whether or not Deckard's a robot anyway. Well, so it, maybe, And maybe that's part of people's... Um, anger here or whatever you want to call it they they feel like having harrison ford in this movie sort of confirms or denies his 
like it takes it away answers it, that one of the greatest cinematic questions ambiguity yeah, yeah the greatest amb- ambiguous ending ever in sci-fi history uh, well both scott and villeneuve have said that the movie doesn't answer that question it leaves it open which i think is a great choice i'm hoping that harrison ford like deckard is like two people Oh, that'd be interesting. Like, there was the original Deckard who was, like, a cop, and he was sending a replicant version of himself out into the into the cityscape to get the job done. That's why Gaff is so fucking hmm. mean to him and just drives him around. Like, people don't treat Harrison Ford like he's a person. A person. Yeah. <laughs> in the first Blade Runner. That's an interesting theory. There's a great theory by Gavin Rothery that you can read online where he actually insists that Gaff is Deckard and... All of his memories, hmm. like, are you know this is Edward James almost his character. Yeah, his memories are being implanted into Deckard, and then they're testing this replicant. Hey, can we have replicant cops? What's that all about? You know, that's yeah, Blade Runner. Wow. Man. I mean, will we get that depth of crazy shit in this new one? Will it go mm. to these kinds of places? Uh, if it serves the plot, yes. Who knows? Um, but speaking of Denny Villeneuve, who's probably the most famous director in the world right now yes we knew he was gonna we knew he was interested in dune oh man and then when lion was it legendary who picked it up yeah legendary universal universal legendary universal so it's now he's in talks to do a dune Uh, reboot frank herbert's dune i'm sure i've said this on the show when we talked about them picking up the rights to the movie it was like oh i really hope that they talked to villeneuve and now we've confirmed yeah they're in pre- preliminary talks. It may not happen, but oh God, I want it to happen so badly. And so it leads me to believe that Denis Villeneuve is probably the most famous director in the world right now. Right now, he is probably the hottest director. Like in December 2016, no no one's name is being mentioned more than this guy. He has a rival in the can, like in the can for probably some awards. Then Blade Runner 2049 comes out this week, or the trailer, and he's doing Dune. He's the only person that matters in Hollywood, oh, it would guy, seem. This guy is... Sizzling. This is his time. <sighs> there was also a trailer for John Wick 2. Looks like... Looks like John Wick. Looks like John Wick 2. <laughs> so... And then we also got a little teaser for Wes Anderson's new project. Did you watch this? Oh, I haven't this? seen this. So it's not even anything yet, because it's just an announcement of a title, and then one frame of footage of a derpy-looking dog played by Edward Norton... Uh, my girlfriend thought this was like fake. Ed, like she Edward, she Edward just, Norton in a dog costume? No, no, it's a shot of uh, Wes Anderson talking to a webcam and Ed Norton's head pops into the background and pops out. Very Wes Anderson style. Uh, and they're just talking about the new movie Isle of Dogs, which is Wes Anderson's next film. It's going to be stop motion mm. animation. Okay. About an island full of dogs. All right. That's about that. That sounds quirky. Uh, yeah. And par for the course. I love Fantastic Mr. Fox oh, a lot. Uh, shall we get into our review here? Yeah, let's talk about some Assassin's Creeding. Okay. Let's check out a clip.
The history of the world is the history of violence. Mankind seems intent on destroying itself. But there is an artifact known as the Apple of Eden. With it, any impulse towards independence or rebellion will be crushed. We've traced the protectors of the artifact. All the bloodlines have died out, bar one. His name is Callum Lynch. I'm Dr. Sophia Riken. I'm here to help you. And you're here to help me. Who are you people? We know everything about you, Cal. We've been looking for something, and we need you to get it for us. So that was a clip from Assassin's Creed, when Callum Lynch explores the memories of his ancestor, Aguilar, and gains the skills of a master assassin, he discovers he is the descendant of the secret Assassin's Society. Okay. Assassin's Creed is directed by Justin Kurzel, and it stars Michael Fassbender, Marion Cotillard, Jeremy Irons, Brendan Gleeson, Charlotte Rampling, Michael K. Williams, and Ariane Labed, who plays Maria, who's actually a pretty badass assassin. Yeah, man. His partner, basically, back in the who says, flashback like, scenes. three things, but... She kicks serious ass, dude. Um, so, Assassin's Creed came out. Yeah. Yeah, and, it did. And no one, no one cares, right? Because the, the critics... Basically slit this one's throat oh, they, in front of everybody. They hate it. I mean, and there's and, a, there's a lot of valid criticism, but I don't think the the what they're piling on it they, they, they is deserved. Sabotaging this thing, right? Yeah. No one's going to see this aside from the fanboys who are interested. Which may, would we be? Not even right. We're just I, ge- no. gamers who want to know if the curse has been broken, right? Yeah, like. Uh, Assassin's Creed, I played two and one and a little bit of four with the pirates. That was great. Really good. Um, Black Flag. But the storytelling was always, and the story itself of Assassin's Creed was always a little weird and just not told that well. And But they captured it. They captured it perfectly. Exactly. <laughs> it's weird as fuck, but this is exactly... It, this is it. Like this is what the doctor prescribed and ordered, man. So like, I, I wonder if this is just uh, Kurzel saying, "Hey, I made it exactly like the game." <laughs> like, are you happy? <laughs> it was. It's a weird game, with, you idiots, with all these crazy narrative issues and shit. So there you go. It's this. It's Assassin's um, Creed in movie form. So let's, Mike. Can you? Everyone's listening with bated breath. Has the curse been broken? Is has there? Have we finally? seen a good adaptation of a video game to screen is is this the very first video game movie that's actually good no fuck it's yes it is it's close well pff, damn it it's around warcraft level for me actually oh what no it isn't i didn't no no maybe not quite that low you're out of your mind no it's not that low see assassin's creed the story is is crazy. I understood what was going on because I've played the game. Anyone who hasn't played the game will be like, what the fuck is this Apple of Eden that everybody wants? They be- explain the Apple of Eden, man. Well, they don't explain what it is, though. Well, it grew... Didn't it grow the tree of knowledge, and then that's the tree that Adam and Eve... You know, this... Yeah, they say the, the Apple of Eden is the source of the first sin or whatever of mankind, and... 
gave them free will. The seeds of free will. Yeah. Uh, great. Cool. That's all very biblical. But it's it's like a weird metal orb that does crazy shit. So what? Like in the game, at least, it sort of shows that there's an alien race <laughs> that like seeded mankind and did all this crazy shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, this doesn't Maybe probably because it's too crazy. We're, no, we're going to get into it. sequels, man. I guess. But it, it like it, they refer to it as the artifact. I think once or twice. The rest of the time, they talk about it as the apple of Eden. If they said it was this artifact of unknown origin earlier on, maybe it's like we know this can like has control somehow of humanity. We don't know why. I, there's a lot that's just not even remotely explained in this. Which, <sighs> if some of it was, it would make the story a little better. Uh, the action is so good, though. Man. It's incredible. I love all of the scenes where we go into the past. Gonna go out on a limb here. I haven't seen action this good since Mad Max. Probably, oh, it's one of the best action movies in a very long time. It, it has shades of some of the things that we loved about Mad Max: that kinetic, weighty, extremely you oh, know, well choreographed. The choreography is fantastic, and the camera isn't doing the whole up close shake around to make it feel gritty. That that has ha- mm-hmm. like taken over action films for the past decade, and it's, lots of big, wide sweeping shots. Right? Yeah, show me all of these crazy moves that the human body is capable of that these people are performing. Like it's a good action movie is a lot like a dance really like it's choreographed really well and it's pleasing to the eye and you actually have to show the audience what the hell is happening and they do all of that in this it's and it, it's, it's so good it sort of works itself into the story a little bit where the things you learn when you're immersed in your you know going back you're 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 immersed in the the memories of your ancestors and you acquire some of the skills that they had right it spills over into like it sort of goes both ways, mm-hmm. sort of. Um, but yeah, you, so you become actually a sweet fighter. Yeah, the animus, like the instead of being just a little table, a, a tanning bed that you get into. So explain um, to me what what let, let's 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 for the listeners who don't, don't know, know anything about Assassin's Creed. Uh, so Assassin's Creed, <laughs> the game, also the movie, uh, has these cool historical set pieces where you're playing in the game as someone from, say, the Spanish Inquisition or the Crusades. Uh, But really what's happening is everything is set in present day, and the Animus... It's just like a Matrix situation, The Animus is this machine developed by a tech company that lets you... Abstergo. Abstergo. That lets you relive the genetic memories of your ancestors. So you're actually... you're, You're watching what happened to your your ancestors down your bloodline through this thing uh and basically being there yourself Mm -hmm. ridiculous which is i I like that idea but it's cool we don't understand the the chain of every single piece of code in our dna so maybe like there's you can go into like save games of your great great grandpa and i well i was worried that uh this is one thing they do well in the games is you can only see so much of the genetic past until the genes are passed on. So, like, at one point in the the game, you're this guy. It's like, oh, no, what's happening now? Okay, 
now the genes are passed on to a kid. Mm. So since that's already been passed, you can't see anything beyond where the genes have transferred. What? Yeah. So I mean, like if if you're going, if Aguilar had had a kid, like then we wouldn't be able to follow him anymore. We'd be controlling the kid. Yeah. Cool. So it's only as long as like that genetic material mm-hmm. goes. Uh, and I was worried that they were going to like kill Aguilar off or something. I guess that might be a spoiler. Say <laughs> he survives. No, this is a franchise. Uh, kill him off before he could have a kid. And I'd be like, well, that kind of breaks their own rules. They wouldn't do that. But right? they, they didn't. So Yeah, so that's the setup of Assassin's Creed. It's a wacky setup. Personally, I think it works in this movie really well. Like, I, I, I'm biased because I've played the games and I know what they're going for. Um, so to set this up, I thought that the opening sequence, not too bad. We're in 1986 or something like that. Little Cal Lynch is running through Baja, California, which is doesn't look like it's clearly Spain. Um, and... That whole sequence kind of worked for me. He's running along rooftops and stuff. Like, I don't know if that was too cheesy or on the nose, but... Mm, I don't know. I liked it. It just shows that he's good at parkour when even and he was nine years old, man. Before parkour had a name. Yeah. Like, he was... He's got that bloodline, dude. Um, I don't like some of the shaky stuff, like the, the, the sweeping shots that... Like following the falcon or the eagle? Yeah, some of those felt really shaky to me, and they didn't really look very smooth and yeah they didn't transition well into the close-up shots like there were these, so many of them i don't know what we're doing with these long yeah they didn't like, work no um, no like maybe one before say a leap of faith would have been cool like it flies we're, we're seeing there's a lot of from the beginning yeah yeah but yeah i i agree those were actually a terrible addition to the film right um, so, so the story of Assassin's Creed in the movie form, Michael Fassbender is this troubled child because his father took his mother's life, some sort of Assassin's Creed being followed. His mother had to die. Which he knew nothing about. Okay, what? Um, so instead of, he's on death row, instead of assassinating this dude, they fake his death and bring him into the Abstergo program way over in Spain. Yep, Callum, now a career, a career criminal who is on death row because he murdered a pimp. Yeah. It doesn't sound like a career crim- criminal to me, but... I know, right? <laughs> but, um, so now the idea is this shady Abstergo company is maybe purchasing death row inmates to participate in these weird programs? Maybe not. Maybe that's just Cal's situation. They needed to get him. It, he, well, he happened to be... It seems like they were searching for descendants of the assassins. And he were, is one, right? That so. were part of the Spanish Inquisition. Um, the last time that anyone saw the Apple of Eden. So it's kind of cool. They're trying to recreate like this historical event in the present by sort of bringing in the ancestors of each person. and uh, It's fucked up. It's weird. Uh, as far as like a crazy sci-fi, sci-fi story goes, I like... It works for me. It's not any weirder than any of the other shit we get with spandex superheroes and no. lasers in the sky. I mean, give me a break here. What I think is idiotic and insanely dangerous, however, is the fact that Mary, Mary Sophia, you know, the sec- second in command of this Abstergo company under Alan Rickin, played by Jeremy Irons, who I thought was okay. Yeah. Didn't do much. Yeah. But, I mean, whenever Scar's in a movie... 
<laughs> it's okay, right? It yeah, adds, it adds right. some evil to it. But so Sophia's choice to just drop Callum into the Animus with absolutely no explanation or like warning of what's about to happen to him. Like just we've strapped you into this weird armature. You're about to experience the memories of your past. Have a good one, dude. To me, that's just a train ticket to putting someone in a coma. Well, and it's so weird because later in the film we find out, well, you know, it, it does work a lot better if they go in voluntarily. Like, so so why, why did were you, you just drop him? <laughs> why did you start just, like, jacking him into the Matrix? And she... She even invalidates her own point. She says, we can't, we can't drop him into the animus again. We need to preserve his psychological state. You know, he's fragile. We need to ease him into this. Like, well, why did you just... Well, maybe the first time is fine, but then it's like, whoa. Dive in. I guess that's the idea, right? Uh, just, just dive in and figure out how to swim. Her character, I thought, was one of the worst characters. She's really hammy, right? Yeah. I don't know. She just didn't give a shit, maybe, about this movie? It's possible. Like... Maybe she expected that it would be much better than it ended up being, mm-hmm. and so she saw the final script and said, fuck. And so the problem with this movie, really, I think, is all of the present-day stuff, and the fact that maybe 60% of the movie is all in present-day at this Abstergo Foundation. It doesn't necessarily work. It feels like it's out of a bad movie. Do you well, know what I mean? It just doesn't feel... It's It, it doesn't feel good. It's so strange, because there's a, there is a minority that like the present day, like I know there are some people with the games that enjoy the present day They love all that future stuff. and But uh, the majority of the fans of this franchise absolutely despise the present day mm-hmm. stuff. And they play these games for the for the all the past historical stuff well, most of the game which that happens in the past so it doesn't actually make sense to have that ratio so maybe 10 percent is in the present the ratio of like past to present is way different in the game as it is to the movie seems like maybe they thought we didn't want to risk having because they subtitle the entire past sequences which i think is a really artful and brilliant move like it's a bold choice I commend them for it. I think it's a really amazing thing to do in like a blockbuster movie. Have these forty percent of the movie all in subtitles. Like if Mel Gibson does this kind of stuff, you know, like oh man, there's so many better ways to do this. Just sitting here talking about it. I but story-wise. I wise, I thought that all of the flashback sequences were pretty much bang on oh, perfect. Yeah, those were great. Like just the overall story. I'm thinking in my head right now. But it's such a no brainer uh, to have to have to add this weight and realism and greediness to the flashback scenes. Um, having them all subtitled as opposed to just creating some conceit for why they're understanding and speaking English now. Like, we are in Spain in the 1400s now, so... I mean... It has to be subtitled, It's interesting, because the the game immediately, like, once you sync up, all of a sudden you can understand everybody. So, and since it's all voice acting in the game, they want it to be English. But I like how they do it in the movie just with the subtitles, because... It's sort of as Callum is understanding what's happening as Aguilar, but his like his because his brain interprets it whatever. It's, but for, yeah. I, I I like hearing the Spanish. It, well, it, it it sets apart the sequences very nicely from the present day shit. You know, like it feels very different and v- it feels very realistic. I don't. I mean. Yeah, I guess I was tr- what I was trying to say there is it's a weird little parallel. Like he understands the Spanish because of the animus we understand the spanish because of our tool 
the subtitles. subtitles. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and the first flashback scene I thought was in, insanely well done. That wagon chase through these canyons. I, it feels like Fury Road to me. Um, yeah, like, oh, all of the action has, like, all of the blows have weight. It's, like, really breathless, and, like, kinetic, weighty, skillfully executed. Just see this movie for the action scenes alone. Um, and, and they do bleed over into the present day stuff too. There's, it's not like there's no action happening in the present day. I thought that stuff worked There's like pretty well. Such heavy foreshadowing when the, the guard master is like, we're just making him stronger. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> like, um, as, as Callum learns from Aguilar, he's just yeah. becoming more badass. Yeah. And I, I felt like the action was never incoherent. It didn't ever feel like too frenetic to me. Um, you know, you can get really chaotic pretty quickly with hand-to-hand stuff in movies, right? What I liked about it was none of the encounters were overextended, as sometimes happens in action movies, where you'll be fighting someone, the same person, for 18 minutes with a sword. You're like, well, you know, one blow will end yeah. this. Yeah. So, like, they're dispatching guys left and right because, hey, they threw a knife into his throat. That It's over. Like, Yeah, he's dispatched that guy. Yeah. 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 They... Even even with the bigger, the boss battle that that didn't really go on that long either, which was nice. He took a bunch of blades. It wasn't like the hunted with Tommy Lee Jones and <laughs> Benicio del Toro, where they're just with the rock knife. They have like eight eighty five different knife slashes to the gut, and they're still still standing. Um, so you don't like the apple of Eden, huh? Well, no, I I'm okay with. It's a great MacGuffin, in my opinion. I'm okay with the apple of Eden as a concept it's just i understood it more because i'd played the game if i didn't have that previous knowledge coming in i'd be like well what what the shit is it, yeah it, it feels like a dan brown kind of plot device well you know and it, that works for it. me at least you're like the apple of eden okay it holds the genetic code to free will what like, if they didn't say that, if they just said they were looking for the Apple of Eden because it could change humankind, then I'd be like, okay, what, what is it? Interesting. But they over-explained it in a video gamey way too much, but didn't explain anything, if that makes mm. sense. Like, they gave yeah, me too much okay. description of what it That's, does. Yeah. <sighs> That's really fair. I just thought, when as soon as he said the genetic code to free will, that that's enough for me. That That... That well, kind of popped my mind out a bit. Well, because I knew it was a weird alien artifact thing. But if I didn't, I'd be like, oh, the Apple of Eden. Like, an Apple of Eden? Like, this holy artifact? Like, is that actually a thing? Cool. Contains the genetic code to free will. <laughs> Doesn't connect. What? Yeah, like, that's... I just think it's more symbolic to me. It's an apple with a seed in it. And I think at one point, Jeremy Irons says it contained the seed of free will. Yeah. Um, and then maybe the seed is be the word seed being reinterpreted as like genetic code because that's what a seed is, right? Like that's a, true. A, a plant seed contains like all the genetic, genetic code, code for like to grow another version of that plant. So, I mean, is is that such a thing? Is, is there a code in our DNA for our free will of thinking? I don't know. Those things genuinely created some hypnotizing mind bending thoughts in my head um and i could see why a crazy head of some nuts nut bar company would 
would want to try this in a weird sci-fi universe. Let's mm-hmm. be honest. This is the stakes are set from the beginning that this is all fucking weird. So I, I just kind of wanted a little more. I know they set it up for the sequels, and again, if I hadn't played those like two where the Apple of Eden originated, I think because I don't think they mentioned it in Assassin's Creed One at all. No, um, I wouldn't maybe be as critical because there you start to get flashes of like humanity's rebellion against like this weird sci-fi like Adam and Eve flashback but they're all in like skin tight weird jumpsuits and running to escape from these celestial being things so why like, would what the sh- what why would you have yeah that 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 looks cool those like little pieces that you yeah, put like, together I, I guess I kind of just wanted something like that because that would have set up a, a series for me way better. They definitely didn't do a good job of making me feel like I wanted another Assassin's Creed movie. Like, b- by no means. Well, he, he spoiler. <laughs> he broke the Animus. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry, no, no, we're, just, there. we're there. We're he, there. Like. So, do they have another one somewhere? Are they going to repair it? The assassins basically I, I, destroyed I, I the facility. I love that though. When he busts the arm off, oh, sweet. Um, I, 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 I have a question. How does the animus work, dude? I don't know. Can you answer me these questions, Mike? No, please. I can't. Um, there's a little weird spider thing that attaches to your spine. They did this for like a more visual impact. Uh, you know, rather than just putting you into a little table and jacking your brain into the matrix. I think they wanted it to be more kinetic and exciting in the real world since we're spending so much time there anyway. Um, and also I think maybe it's so that we, it's more believable that Callum is acquiring these skills because he's actually doing them when, when he's, when he's fighting people and climbing shit, he's actually climbing parts of the inside of this giant animus machine. Like he's climbing up rock walls and wooden, well, those aren't really there. Well, what is he climbing on? It's just it's, lifting him up as he's... He's just going through the motions and it's moving him around. So he's kind of like getting belayed. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, but I just love when he breaks the arm off, now he's using sick climbing skills that he acquired in the game. Or in the... in the. You yeah. get it. He's, he's leveled up. I wasn't sure how I would think... How, how I would receive this version of the Animus. Because like, well, they just they lay on a little bed in the game and to, that's it. Yeah. I, I I actually really like this one. I, I like pre- this too. I Except, preferred it way more. Why do you have to wear wrist blade gauntlets when they put that, you in? That <laughs> makes no sense. <laughs> like, <laughs> and why do they have all of the, the the real weapons in glass cases surrounding the animus? You do. Hey, hey, Abstergo. You do realize that you're training assassins. Like you're training the descendants of these assassins to be just as good as their ancestors. And they're just sitting around really bored and idle, uh, eating shitty... Well, actually, they have pretty good lunches, don't they? Well, he, he orders a steak. He orders a steak. You can get whatever you want, but they do recommend the chicken. The, the little humor that's in the in the movie. <laughs> it's an open menu, but I recommend the chicken. Yeah, I, I mean, that's fine. Um, I just don't understand why Abstergo is just allowing all of these trained killers to... Like, what do you expect is going to happen? They're, they're prisoners that are acquiring like extremely high skilled assassin tra- like training and then they go back to their cell like what what is this supposed to be i don't know why don't you just kill them did so do you think all the guards there got uh animus training from their templar uh descendant 
things like is that why they're so shitty because they'd kill a lot of templars in this movie does everyone get a little flashback marion cotillard has a well she sees that she sees herself doesn't she that's a little plant for like she's obviously an assassin gonna join the assassin's creed in the next film which is never gonna get made well and that's (laughs) oh man like there's so many better ways to to do the plot of this like looking for the apple of eden why don't you just trick everybody into thinking that you're the assassins mm-hmm. and like, Hey, we've developed this technology. Mm-hmm. We need to go back and like, yeah. And then, then, then there's like yeah. a weird twist that no, it's actually the Templars at the mm-hmm. end or something. Mm-hmm. That one, like, like we saw coming a mile away, obviously. Oh God. Um, so when you're looking at the people in the animus and there's like that weird fog, which looks really cool and it's projecting all the weird ghosts of your ancestors in the fog and, the, the dry ice projectors. It looks cool. Are the other employees of Abstergo looking at that? Like, yeah, they can, can see it. They can see that? What, what the fuck are you talking about? They I, actually just I, like pump fog in? And yeah, are... Totally. That's that's so that they can watch the memories and see where the apple is. In the game, they just have it all on a computer monitor um, so they can see what's going on. But I, I, I kind of prefer this. <laughs> that's It also helps explain why it's so elaborate and crazy. Like, we want to see this in like, 3D arena style Rocket League projections. Like, just show us your memories. Yeah, you can tell they really struggled with how to conceptualize and visualize the the animus. Like, I, I would I would imagine they went through a long pre production process and like, how the hell do we do this? I don't know if they nailed it fully. Yeah, it's what, fucking weird. What would be more exciting, Jeremy Irons and Marion Cotillard just sitting on a computer monitor while? Michael Fassbender is laying down beside yeah, them. It doesn't, or, doesn't work. Man. Yeah. No. Uh, no. Okay. Well, there's so many, like there's a, so many just stupid decisions in this film, uh, that bug me. I really, what it boils down to is it's a great B action movie that has a list actors in it for me. Um, I, I enjoyed the hell out of all of the action, but a lot of it, I, the rest of it, I found just, a little laughable such as okay it, it got to that point eh, where it was laughable well i had a couple snickers in the audience what, what are where, they where, what where, are they even doing like as you yeah. said they're training a facility full of assassins those are the logic holes that are like yeah laughable i guess you're well, right and then at the end so they're in madrid that's where the facility is they break out cut to the headquarters of the templar in london I don't know how they got there because they're dead people. Yeah, I know. How did like, they just do uh, passports? Well, all, all of these assassins are officially dead. So they're, they're declared dead before you get into it. So Abstergo. it's not easy to just get there. Uh, so they show up and they just walk in like no one's on alert. Like, oh, shit, we lost control of all of these assassins. Make sure that these people don't come in. Yeah, Why didn't they like, blow up Abstergo? I thought the idea it wasn't. Uh, Jeremy Irons had wasn't there some self destruct situation going on? Uh, well, or at least gas or something. I don't like. There are so many logic holes in this movie that bug the shit out of me when I when I examine it like we are right now. But I left the theater pumped up because be, once again because it's a great action movie. Yeah, yeah, and and the even the end I thought was really good. The the coup with all of the assassins uh, like with their super sweet skills taking over the base i thought all that, that shit sweet. worked really well you know i mean they're, they're they really sell the idea that these people acquired these skills from their ancestors and i don't know it's kind of badass it's also kind of ridiculous but 
But that's okay. The movie sells all of the action well. Like none of it seems as ridiculous as all of the other and all insane of, plot. And, and all of the action, uh, the Spanish sequences, it's all engaging enough that I honestly didn't care that much that the story was just, mm-hmm. let's just move to the next action sequence. That was all right by me. I mean, it had enough to keep the story, the the movie moving, movie moving, uh, which is like, I can understand why some people hate this so much. I don't, dude. Why? Well, what the fuck is going on? Uh, they must not like action because a lot of, I've read a few reviews saying that everything was awful in this movie. That's ridiculous. 18% on Rotten Tomatoes. Is like, it's criminal. Well, no, because it's, as I said, it's a, it's really good, like B grade action movie this movie's totally fine yeah uh i mean we've been nitpicking a lot of it but there's a lot of good stuff in it too i think all of the action is so well done like i said as some of it is as on the level of mad max fury road no joke it really is like all of the parkour stuff with uh, the fighting yeah. mixed in i love it man i i want to see this movie again just for that stuff i wish there may be some cut where i can reduce the amount of present day shit just the the Spanish Inquisition cut. They really feel like different movies. Um, they do. You know, it feels like Justin Curzel and the cast and crew took a lot more care with the flashback stuff. It would have been... And it makes you wonder why they didn't just spend more time there, you know? Well, just as just as is in the games, most of this movie could have taken place in the Spanish Inquisition. With a, a couple, maybe a couple checkbacks mm-hmm. in the present. Uh, it just, but I get to, to loop back on this whole thing. Justin Curzel was presented with this challenge: turn Assassin's Creed into a movie, and that is exactly what he did in pretty much every single way. There's nothing in this that isn't Assassin's Creedy. No weird, crazy, half-formed story. Everything, Check. dude. Awkward. Yeah, like <laughs> like present-day shit that does not at all match and meld with the you know past. Tessence to like it's it, like it almost like all the lessons that and, and things that they should have learned from the franchise and the game franchise they didn't even take to heart. They made he made exactly what the game is. Well, I wonder how much say Ubisoft Ubisoft had in this because they have flat out said they just wanted to sell more games for them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't I wonder, know. I wonder. And, is the Splinter Cell movie in trouble? I think Tom Hardy's still attached to that. Really? I didn't yeah. even know that was going forward. That's been on the table for probably a decade. Yeah. Ah, that's all right. That, that'd be okay, I suppose. Splinter Cell... Ah, oh, shit. Like, its story isn't nearly mm-hmm. as crazy. So It's, it's I think, just a regular action movie. Peter yeah. Berg. I think Peter Berg was all over that one. Hmm. Um, but to summarize this, folks... I like this movie, and I, I like it a lot. I don't know if that has something to do with seeing an 18% on Rotten Tomatoes walking into it and expecting... Absolute I, shit, and it's not. It's so much better than Warcraft. I, How dare you bring that movie up? I forgot that I rated that so low, actually. <laughs> this, yeah, there's no way this movie is, is anywhere near that bad. And, and to me, as, as far as sort of attempting to capture and replicate the the spirit and the look and the tone and the theme... And and the gameplay feel of of playing a, a, a video game, I I think this movie succeeds better than any that's ever come out before it. Because video game movies often are criticized as not even being anywhere near a movie. Like, but 
you'll have like Resident Evil, the movie. Oh, that's nothing like the game. Yeah, it doesn't people don't even know what they're seeing, or or if someone has never watched or ever played the game, this thing doesn't even make any sense. So. I think this is the best job they've done in terms of convert, like the conversion process, pretty much one to one, in a lot of ways. Doesn't that doesn't mean it works? Maybe this is proof that it doesn't. But well, and, and story wise, it's very comparable to Prince of Persia. Hmm. Uh, yeah, okay. I think that's probably the closest Damn video it. game movie to it. Yeah. I've never seen that one. Never made it through the first ten minutes. It's, so yeah, I mean, it's got some pretty good action in it too, but not not on the level of Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. That, folks, see it just for the action. You can check your check your head when they're in the present day stuff. But I'm I'm going as far as giving Assassin's Creed a seven out of ten. Ooh, wow, wow. I I, I really don't think this movie's bad at all. I think it's as you said a B action movie. It's a science fiction movie where they put you into the memories of your ancestors. It is exactly that in every way. Um, I, I like the movie. Go in knowing what it is. Yeah, but, but I, I like. I can't, I can't. This this is not a bad movie, folks. So, story wise, this movie has a lot of problems. Like it just doesn't tell its story very well. So on the story side, I would give it a four out of ten. Action, though, is so good. It's like 8 to 9 out of 10 if you're yeah. just judging the action. So I'm going to give it a 6.5. Oh, like, I, I think I brought you up, didn't I? I was going to give it just a 6, but you, you brought me up a little. I, I think 6.5 is fair. You're confident. Because a lot, a lot of this movie is great to watch. It's very entertaining. I was engaged from start to finish. I, f- I felt my attention dropping in Rogue One a couple times. I even got a couple of... I dropped lid. You know, I, well, I did that a little here too, but I think I just missed my afternoon nap. Okay, <laughs> I, I never dropped any lid, never got any heavy lids during uh, Assassin's Creed. Nice, yeah, like sixty-five percent of this movie, I enjoyed. <laughs> so six, six and a half out of ten seems fair. Seems right? fair to me. All right, you can see Assassin's Creed in wide release now, folks. Uh, should be playing in a theater near you. If you see it and you agree or disagree with our takes, please email us. Yeah, let us know. Just go in knowing that the story is whatever. Yeah. But the like the sequences, the action sequences Keep it are real. really good. Come on, man. Like you're watching something great on the screen. Mm-hmm. That's that's what it does well. Yeah, I, I was pretty much I, I was pretty much out of breath by the end of this movie, uh, in terms of get getting getting my fill of action. Yeah. I, I was happy. Um Next week, everybody, we are watching La La Land and reviewing it yeah. on the Vertical Viewing Podcast, episode 100. 100, 100. What are we going to do? Is it just a regular show? We just review La La, La Land's the lucky lucky number 100? Do we do some sort of top 100? Hell no. Top 100? <laughs> that sounds crazy. So out of the last 100 movies we've reviewed, my top 100 is... the, the one, All of these. All of these. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's good. Uh, uh, no, because we're doing our top 10 in a few weeks for mm-hmm. 2016. Um, I think we're good with some... I think it's just, you know, just a milestone. We'll just mark it. We'll uh, do some shots on the show, maybe. We don't want the, the, the audience to... to really worry too much about it it's it's our thing we can yeah. just have some pizza and yeah we'll, some cake uh, and we'll, we'll celebrate a, a little on air you can you can wish you were here 
you'll hear yeah. the, the streamers and the poppers and stuff. Uh-huh. But. Um, yeah. So La La Land, really looking forward to this one. Loved Whiplash. I heard of like the, the the Stoke level for a musical. Never been higher in my entire life. You uh-huh. know, I've I've never been this pumped up to see a movie musical. All the early reviews are unbelievable, crazy, right? I I cannot wait to see this thing. I uh, I think I'll be googling other musicals similar to La La Land after this movie ends. And I'm probably going to come up with zero results, or maybe not the ones I want, because musicals are pretty hit or miss. Yeah, I mean, there's some... There's a lot of great older musicals, mm-hmm. like Singing in the Rain, man. That's a classic movie. Is it? It's really it's legit? good. Okay. Yeah, check okay. it out. We could review it, even. No, please don't. <laughs> come on. Um, yeah, so that'll do it. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. I am at Scott Wilson BC. I'm on Twitter at Michael R. Lynn. You certainly are. I'm there. Uh, you can follow the show. We're at Vertical Viewing on Instagram. We're on Twitter at Vertical Viewing. Vertical Viewing at gmail.com. As I said earlier, let us know what you thought of basically whatever has come out recently, uh, including Assassin's Creed, if you actually drag your ass out to the theater for that one. Yeah, I mean, I'm really curious to know because the critics... Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. all of them are panning it, but no, they are. quite a, a large number of them are. 100 minus 18% are... Uh, are 82% <laughs> yeah. of critics exactly. don't like this movie. Um, you linked an, an article, actually, before we watched it, saying it was a silly... Like, the guy reviewing it said it was silly fun. Yeah. I think that's one of the more accurate Come on, movies. man. People are way too hard. 2016 yeah. was rough on people, dude. Um. Go to verticalviewing.com, click on the donate button, be a pal, be a PayPal, actually. Uh, I see what you did there. Yeah, I know, right? You can uh, help us offset the cost of seeing movies putting on the show and uh, slicing off that internet pie, Mm-mm-mm. jamming in your ear hole. Um, I, we I don't think it. you eat pie right. I know, yeah, I don't, I don't. <laughs> it's the, in the wrong place. <laughs> um, verticalviewing.com, like I said, PayPal button helps us keep the lights on. We appreciate it iTunes. What are we doing? Five star review. Waffle recipes. Waffles. Oh my god. Wa- go to go to vertical viewing on iTunes. Waffle batter and anything you put on them. Let like. us know what your idea of the ultimate waffle is, uh, and then we'll try it. We're out. We're curious. I'm getting super hungry right now. I really want a waffle. Any final thoughts, Mike? What do you got? Uh, no, no. Merry, I think Merry I, Christmas. I, I guess. Merry Christmas. I think I. I sort of mention them all about the movie just mm. how impressed i am at how entertaining those action sequences were it's the perfect movie for the holidays just remember your genetic past and get into sweet hand-to-hand it, it is the epitome of a popcorn movie yeah. and not like one of the shitty popcorn movies that we had over the summer and it's a super weird one to watch just a week after rogue one it's just yeah, super weird that's true um thanks for listening everybody Happy holidays. Be safe and sound with the people you love. Uh, We will see you next week. Hope you get everything you wanted. Oh, that's sweet, Mike. And while you're doing that... What, What do you do? Keep it vertical. Nice.